Hi, my name is Claire Heffron, and welcome to the Geneva Centre for Security Policy podcast on the latest issues advancing peace, security, and international cooperation. Earlier, we spoke to the Foundation's newly appointed council president. He discusses with us global war on counterfeit drugs. We will hear about his recent work with heads of state globally, who are bringing in fresh laws against trafficking, the production and the sale of fake drugs. And later on, we have an exclusive interview with Pakistan's foreign minister, who tells us that there are possible solutions to regional security challenges, including dialogue on the Kashmir issue with the international community. Ambassador Jean-David Levite, a former French ambassador to the United States, spoke to us on the fight against counterfeit drugs and medicine and how it is being resolved. He brings over 40 years of diplomatic experience in the field of peace and security. In Africa, in some countries, 70% of the medicines sold are fake medicines. So a mother who has a child with fever buy on a street market the medicine she thinks will save the life of her child and she kills her child. That is the tragedy. And it's the same in Southeast Asia, the Mekong River countries. International cooperation is needed as counterfeits are a global problem. But what is the solution? So we have to do something. We started by working with the uh, organization in charge of uh, World Customs uh, Organization. And they uh, organized with us a big uh, offensive actions in harbors, in 15 African harbors for two weeks over four years. And we took in the container ships coming from big countries, 850 million fake medicines, huge quantities. What happened? Nothing. Because the governments were not equipped, prepared to take action in Africa. Many countries do not have laws to define and enforce regulations addressing crimes related to counterfeit medicines. With such high stakes, the fight against counterfeit drugs has put pressure on governments to protect people. So we decided that the best way to proceed was to first mobilize the head of states of these African countries and Southeast Asian countries. And I, I got the support of President Hollande and then President Macron. And uh, then we prepared a model law to criminalize what is uh, a crime. It is not counterfeit. This is an amnesty. It can be counterfeited uh, or written bag. New laws to guard against falsified and substandard drugs will contribute to preventable tragedies across the world. But a counterfeit drug is not the same. 
It is a crime because it kills. It may kill. It often kills innocent people. And so the law criminalizes the production and the sale and traffic of fake substandard medicines. So eight countries in Africa have already adopted this model law as their national law. And slowly, the number of countries adopting this model law is expanding from West Africa to Central Africa and hopefully to the whole continent. Our second task is then to educate the judges, the prosecutors, the custom officers and the police to implement the law. And that's what we are doing in the countries which have already adopted these, uh, this model law. And we start the same process uh, in Southeast Asia. Last year in November, we have organized a big conference with ministers, health and security ministers coming from Cambodia, Thailand, Laos, uh, Myanmar uh, and Vietnam. In Phnom Penh, we had the ministers in charge of health and security of these five countries working together with the pharmaceutical industry, with NGOs, launching big campaigns, and it was a big success story. And why is this not discussed in Europe and the US? In Europe or in the US? Well, simply because we are protected. When you go to a pharmacy and you buy medicine, you can be sure it's safe. So we are not mobilized because we are protected. But our job in this uh, small institute is precisely to take care of the hundreds of millions of those who are under the threat of dying because criminal networks are providing massively these fake medicines to innocent people. Earlier, we spoke to His Excellency Magdoom Shah Mahmood Qureshi, the Foreign Minister of Pakistan. Pakistan lies at the crossroads of South, West and Central Asia. It is a region with great opportunities and rich in potential, but also beset by many security challenges. However, the outlook is optimistic. The security challenge that Pakistan is facing currently is twofold. One on the eastern side, which is on the Indian side, because India has uh, undertaken some steps which have threatened peace and security of the region. They have taken actions uh, in uh, the Indian-occupied Jammu and Kashmir, which has been questioned and they have been rejected by Pakistan. Pakistan has been working towards ensuring convening a special session of United Nations Human Rights Council on Kashmir and has been using its diplomatic outreach to get the consent of at least 16 of the 47 members of the UNHRC. There are three parties to the dispute, India, Pakistan and the Kashmiris. On the western side, we have Afghanistan. There's been war going on since the last 19 years and we've had um, to face 
the brunt of that war because of uh, refugees. Uh, there are 2.7 million refugees, Afghan refugees, still living in Pakistan. There have been uh, terrorist attacks on account of that war. Uh, we have suffered uh, in economic terms and in human terms because of that war. And now we are facilitating the peace process and uh, encouraging a reconciliation process in Afghanistan through an intra-Afghan dialogue. So these are the two immediate uh, challenges that Pakistan is facing, and they are a serious threat to regional peace. What is the solution to regional peace? There are three parties to the dispute, India, Pakistan and the Kashmiris. On the western side, we have Afghanistan. There's been war going on since the last 19 years, and we've had um, to face uh, the brunt of that war because of uh, refugees. Uh, there are 2.7 million refugees, Afghan refugees, still living in Pakistan. There have been uh, terrorist attacks on account of that war. Uh, we've suffered uh, in economic terms and in human terms because of that war. And now we are facilitating the peace process and uh, encouraging a reconciliation process in Afghanistan through an intra-Afghan dialogue. So these are the two immediate uh, challenges that Pakistan is facing, and they are a serious threat to regional peace. Is a third-party mediation the only solution? with each other. So we are working on peace uh, on the western side. On the eastern side, we have drawn the attention of the Security Council, where the Kashmir issue is uh, lying pending uh, on the Security Council agenda. We are requesting the international community to facilitate because bilaterally uh, there has been no progress between India and Pakistan. And this new situation has made matters worse. So uh, the solution is that uh, we follow the Security Council resolutions. There is a uh, plebiscite, UN supervised plebiscite held in Kashmir and the people decide what they want and we will accept their decision. It would appear the only way this issue can be resolved is through third party facilitation. We are contributing to uh, the solution. Uh, for example, Pakistan has been advocating for years, but now there's a new convergence and they have also come to the conclusion after years of fighting the, and spending a trillion dollars that there is no military solution to Afghanistan and the way forward is negotiated political settlement. Pakistan is facilitating that process and hopefully uh, the, the talks that have been going on in Doha will be concluded successfully and that would lead to reconciliation process and a, a mainstreaming uh, the Taliban into the Afghan political dispensation and living in peace. Well, that's all for today's podcast for the GCSP. Thanks for listening and thank you to Jean-David Levit for joining us along with His Excellency Makdoum Shah Mahmoud Qureshi on an enlightening discussion on Pakistan's future. Join us again next week. We will be looking at nuclear weapons and do they still keep us safe? 
and meet the man who wrote a secret blog while under ISIS occupation. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Until then, bye for now.